Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 40K Fireside Podcast. I'm David Gaylor, and I'm joined by my good friend, Vic Vijay. Together, we discuss 40K in the meta from our perspective, along with events we've recently been to and those that have got coming up. So come on down to the fireside and listen. All right, everyone, welcome back to the 40K Fireside Podcast, episode 26. We passed the quarter century mark. Today, we've had some... Uh, New releases come up from the Turner data sheets. We've got all the data sheets and we've got what looks like to be a little bit of extras on top of that as well. So Vic is on holiday and I thought it would be a really good opportunity to sit down again with Jokul to talk about the Turner data sheets because Jokul's actually played Turner's for quite a while. And uh, that's actually how Jokul and I first met, funnily enough. He was coming to play the LGT Super Major. And I noticed that he, he came to play the Invitational as well. And I noticed that he was playing my exact list from Leeds that I won the Super Major with the Leviathan Warriors and the Broodlord. And I was like, dude, this guy, you know, uh, I'm playing the Invitational, copy my list. I was like, that's all, that's like, I got respect for that. So a lot of people in the community kind of weren't a fan of, or aren't a fan of when people just directly copy lists. But uh, given the esports background we both come from, uh, we can both appreciate that. So anyway, uh, Yokel's a fantastic player. He's obviously part of Team Ignite as well. But uh, thanks for coming on the show again, Yokel. Uh, hope you have a good time here. Thank you so much. Yeah, I remember remember a while back, uh, my my thinking about that was it was the strongest list in the, uh, in the meta. I, I looked at a few minor tweaks, but I then noticed why you were doing each tweak differently. So I just completely stopped and just went with it and, and did really well with the list. So I'm, I'm very thankful for that. And, and I, I would just, you know, encourage people, if, if you see some list you like, try reaching out to the person. They're more than likely to want to help you. Yeah. And uh, that came to a huge success last episode where we played the Birmingham Teams tournament and Jokul was the mastermind behind a lot of our pairings and matrices. So he did a lot of that work as well. But without further ado, let's kick into the uh, Turnit data sheets. Now, I think if you if, if you don't play Tyranids or you're not really interested in this topic, I'll give you a very high-level summary. Tyranids look pretty good, but there's a huge caveat to that in that this is the first full data sheets that we've seen. So we haven't really got anything to compare it to. We can kind of just compare the ability to other abilities that have been spoiled, but we have no idea whether or not this is like fantastic in the spectrum of armies that will be released. So there's always, everything always looks good when it's the very first one and there's nothing else to compare it to. Um, in addition to that, we will be talking about a bunch of stuff in 10th edition. Now, Vic and I have been reading through the rules in preparation for a couple of episodes coming up and we've been preparing ourselves with the rules. But obviously having said that, there's a, tr there's a good chance that we get some rules wrong here. So if we do get some rules wrong here, Cut us a bit of slack. Uh, we're bringing this to you on the day it comes out. So hope you guys enjoy it. But without further ado, Yoko, do you want to start us off with the new rules for Synapse and uh, the Shadow of the Wall? I think so. And, and you know, uh, I like the euphemism behind this. People talk about, oh, I don't speak robot. And I think with Tyranids, it's I don't speak bug. Uh, <laughs> it's nice to have two people on here that actually speak bug. But yeah. uh, so for Synapse, if your army faction is Tyranids, while a Tyranid unit from your army is within six inches of one or more synapse models in the army it is said to be within synapse range so mm -hmm. quite straightforward uh, if you take battle shock for that unit you roll 3d6 instead of 2d6 nice. then compared to leadership so um, as you want to be higher than the leadership that seems uh, an excellent addition um, then we go to shadow and the warp with that tyrant army once per battle 
during either player's command phase, uh, you can unleash Shadow the Warp. When you do, each enemy unit on the battlefield must take a battle shock test. Uh, I think and, with this, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and for a reminder, battle shock means that you become objective secured zero and no stratagems can be used on that unit. And in addition, if you're falling back, you need to do a desperate fallback if you are battle shocked, if I'm correct. Those are the three ways that it affects it. Um, so first of all, Synapse used to be just completely fearless. So mm-hmm. Tyranids can be battle shocked themselves, which I guess is a bit of a change. And battle shock happens if you are below half strength. Um, and so, or there's other abilities that make you battle shocked as well. So Tyranids can be, you know, affected by that now too, but they can also affect your entire opponent's army, right? Yeah, my thinking with this is you do this set in the warp ability during your opponent's command phase. Mm-hmm. Let's say you run onto your opponent's marker, and then they could possibly fail leadership test to become objective secured zero, mm-hmm. which yep. seems risky, you know. But on the other hand, you could use it defensively. Let's say if someone runs onto your markers, you could try and, and uh, make them objective secured zero. So yep. it just becomes when you want to gamble on this, I think I would be more inclined to use it defensively because mm-hmm. it seems more consistent but but uh both of these abilities don't seem overwhelmingly powerful to me at least yeah i guess in terms of the army-wide abilities that we have like space marines get like advanced and charge or or something else at the moments um uh cal space marines get exploding sixes and whatnot or i guess Eldari get re-roll a hit or wound roll every time they shoot or fight it doesn't seem as mind-bendingly good does it really i mean it's a once per game ability so it is limited in that sense you're not going to get five turns of value out of it i do like when you say use it defensively too because if you're mm-hmm. if you're against a melee army perhaps you can try and battle shock them so that they can't use stratagems on their units as well when they're fighting in combat which is quite good in addition mm-hmm. to that you can turn off potentially heroic interventions as well because you can't target the unit with a stratagem if they're battle shocked but the problem there is that you know you've they've got to fail the battle shock test and that's not exactly undoable right i mean a lot of the, the units that we've seen have leaderships around seven or eight so seven is obviously the most common denominator uh between 2d6 of dice so to hit a seven is actually you're, you're more than likely to seven i think it's 63 percent chance to hit a seven plus so um mm-hmm. someone in the comments can correct me on that exactly off the top of my head but it's a very good chance to hit a seven so you know, how much is this going to impact it? Mm, tough to say, isn't it? I mean, I, I think to Chaos Knights with their leadership effective abilities and, and I mean, in that code is in addition, the results are dramatic. Mm, you know, yeah. several minuses, ridiculously bad to fail leadership tests. You, you can make them do all sorts of things. This seems situationally useful with RNG, which mm. is something. I mean, but I think you basically look at, okay, if I use it now, two or three things would be useful. Let's hope one or two of them goes through, but mm-hmm. it's not, doesn't seem like something you're counting on, but I yeah. mean, consistency is nice. Uh, and hopefully there'll be some minuses that can adjust to this way down the codex. Yeah. And I guess from a competitive point of view, something that's inconsistent, a one-time inconsistent thing is the about as far away as possible as you want from a competitive uh, standpoint right often yeah. in competitive games you really want reproducibility um and then things that happen consistently time and time again so reliability is two things there so which which just doesn't have anything of now we've got hyper adaptations which is kind of the 
adaptive uh, trait that they have reworked for uh, for Tyranids. Now, mm-hmm. I think I haven't seen in here anywhere yet, but it doesn't sound like there are like High Fleet, Yormungandr, Behemoth, or Leviathan or Kraken anymore, because previously mm-hmm. you would select one of those and then select a high, you know, a combination of one of those um, adaptations previously. Now, when we look at it, it's just three. And those three are, it says this. So at the start of the first battle round, so you get to select this kind of adaptatively. Um, select one of the following hyper adaptations and, to be active for Tyranid units for your army. Uh, so we've got one here is Swarming Instincts. Um, which, so whenever you make an attack that targets an infantry or swarm unit, you get sustained hits one, which I believe is exploding sixes for old exactly. man's talk. And that's whenever you make an attack. So should be ranged or melee and you get that for the entire uh until the end of the battle which is really good uh and then we've got hyper aggression each time you make an attack against a monster or vehicle you get lethal hits now i'm gonna look up in the uh, six is six to hit automatically won't there you go which is great too because that's exactly what you'd want against monsters or vehicles hive Mm -hmm. predators uh, each time uh, make an attack against a character, critical hit is scored, so a six to hit. That attack has the precision ability. So I guess you would roll your hits, look for the sixes, and then keep them aside, and then roll them to wound uh, separately as well. Um, that's pretty good. I don't think the character one's very relevant, right? But hyper-aggression against, um, against the right archetype, against monsters or vehicles, you know, against knights, for example, just auto sixes to wound, that's pretty solid. It's it's strong, yeah. When I looked at those three, I found that the high predator, the the character snappy one, was the one that appealed to me the most because you can use it for shooting too, and you ah. can potentially uh, kill some characters. Mm. But I mean, as well, swarming instincts, exploding sixes against infantry. If you face orcs or necrons or something with a lot of infantry, it's better than plus on the hit, and yeah. army one plus on the hit is excellent. Uh, but, but these these all just seem yeah useful, but uh, they may be diff- more difficult if you're facing a mixed army, I think. Yeah. Although I do like the fact that you can basically look at your opponent's army and be like, do I want exploding sixes or do I want auto hits, uh, auto wound on sixes? Sweet. <laughs> so that's oh, yeah. like a, a straight damage amp buff. So if we were just talking about inconsistency with Shadow and the Warp, we've got something super consistent there, which is nice. That's now, funny, yeah. a lot of armies are defined uh, in their strength by the stratagems which they get. <laughs> Now, we've, we've seen some stratagems. We've seen the Eldari stratagems, we've seen the guard stratagems. And so we've got a reasonably good idea of what to expect in terms of their power level. However, <laughs> I think just to preface to this, there are data sheets down below which have the ability to make stratagems cost zero. And uh, the Swarm Lord, for example, gives you a CP, an additional CP every single uh, battle round, I think, or on your turn. So you mm-hmm. only get one per turn. Um, so... Mm-hmm. So, you know, something costing two CP is not out of this world, and Tyranids do later on have a, a, a character which enables them to target a unit, and then that unit has a zero CP strat whenever you want to use it. So, that's quite good. Do you want to run through uh, the first stratagems that will alternate? Absolutely. Uh, the first one would be Rapid Regeneration. Mm-hmm. Five of Feel No Pain for one unit if you're within Synapse when you're being shot or fought. Yep. Uh, exactly what the Iron Hands have currently. Um, and it's just useful, just yep. simply useful. And so you can you can get a six up if you're not within synapse. But there's mm-hmm. also characters that enable uh, two units to be within synapse permanently uh, for that turn. So you know, likely it's going to be a five up. And this stratagem was uh, 
absolutely awful for a long time <laughs> it used to be two cp regain d3 wounds in the eighth edition codex i think and then it was one cp regain d3 i think i used it once or twice on a harpy to get plus one to hit effectively um but now it's this is really powerful one cp uh and you can use it on any unit you want right so maybe if you've got a unit of like carnifixes or 20 hormigons for example or 20 termigans five up field no pain is that's actually pretty sick for one cp Absolutely. I think thinking goes back to the old Leviathan warrior spam and you would yeah. have one unit in front and then you'd use this. I mean, you used to be able to just cast a spell and they would use, it would be for a whole, whole round, but now you have to use it in the shooting phase and then again in the fight phase, Yeah, which is, I mean, interesting. Yeah. But it's a bit more reactive, right? So you can see where they split. People can't just target the unit that doesn't have catalyst on it. Mm -hmm. um, I'll go left to right here. We've got adrenal surge. Uh, so in the fight phase, up to two unit, 200 units from your army with a, that are within synergy range. So once again, we said you can make two units within synergy range with a character and are eligible to fight, or one other 200 unit from your army that is eligible to fight. So I guess they could have just said up to two units. I think they would have covered that one. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. Until the end of that phase, uh, in, until the end of the phase, each time a model is selected to make an attack, a successful unmodified hit roll of five plus scores a critical hit. Now, a critical hit means that it goes on to be a critical uh, six to wound, right? If I'm, I'm uh, so critical, it would be six to hit. So, yeah. if I am reading this correctly, if you would use this on a unit that is using the swarming instinct, you would have exploding sixes on five ups. Ah. Uh, if you go against the vehicles, you would auto wound on five ups, or if you were going uh, against character with a high predator you would be being able to snipe on a five up which is just very useful with that ability but this is all in combat yeah so, so uh, yeah. yeah so well said though because that synergizes directly with your hyper adaptation so that's actually quite good it's a lot better than what i thought now that you mentioned the hyper adaptations but it is only in the shooting uh it is only in the fighting phase so <laughs> you're probably looking at the monster vehicles or swarming instincts one there but you know what honestly fives explode it's quite powerful and if you can get two units out of it which is not always a given, right? Sometimes you're going to be like, oh, two CP for one unit. Yeah, but if you get two units, it's effectively one CP for five up, um, exploding exploding sixes or, or auto wound on fives. Um, so that's, you know, not bad. It's a damage amplifier. What do you, uh, let's go through yeah. the next one. Uh, you got Death Frenzy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is basically uh, one unit that's been targeted by attacks. And get fight on... Yeah, in, in the fight phase, sorry. They, they get a fight on death uh, on a four-up, mm -hmm. which is dramatically strong. Uh, so just how this is worded, I think it's very important compared to how the world leaders work currently. Mm -hmm. Let's say you have an enemy unit that is going against Tyranids. What you would want to do, you would want to split your attacks half into one unit, half into the other. Mm. Uh, so only half of the damage you deal would they would be able to fight back. So you definitely want to split if you're fighting against Tyranids. But if it's one unit on one unit, you would get to fight back on death on a four-up, which is extremely strong. And, and yeah. I, I look at this combined with uh, Adrenal Surge and the, the Exploding Sixes, and it's it's pushing me towards the fight phase again and again with turrets. Yeah, and so just the way the stratagem works, guys, is when you're targeted for the fight phase, you use the stratagem for one CP, so very cheap. 
And then whenever you, one of your models dies on a four up, it fights. So the thing, this stratagem is actually very, very powerful. And this completely depends on how prevalent melee is in 10th edition. But this makes it extremely hard for your opponent to decide where to go first on their attack sequence because you might use it on this unit. You might use it on that unit. It's So the ball's in your court on this one. So actually for a one CP strat, I think a lot of armies would love to have this one. Very powerful. Very I think solid. definitely better than Adrenal Search. Probably not as good as Rapid Regen because Rapid Regen is just flat value. Um, In now, interesting, yeah. Adrenal Search is my, my favorite so far, even really? with the 2CP. Yeah, I think so. It's going to be... Yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. Uh, overrun. Uh, now, this has been a notorious strategy for a long oh time. And I've overrun once or <laughs> once or twice in my lifetime. But I think they've kind of hit the nail on the head on this version of it. It's still 1CP. Now... Uh, use it in the fight phase before a turned unit from your army consolidates. Now, I'm going to read it verbatim here. Until the end of the phase, each time a model in your unit makes a consolidation move, it can move up to six inches instead of three. Okay, that's good. Provided your unit can end its consolidation move in unit coherency and with an engagement range of one or more enemy units. Now, there's a there's a full stop there. So, Okay, I'll keep going and come back to it. <laughs> if your unit is within synapse range of your army and not within engagement range of an enemy, any enemy units, instead of making that consolidation move, it can instead make a normal move of up to six inches. So the way that I read this, and mm -hmm. I think this is probably just a side note, is that some of these abilities and conditions are worded quite bizarrely. I would have I really appreciated just a couple of bullet points to denote the conditions that you can use this under. But the way that I read it is <laughs> it can make an all move up to six inches. Of up, well, it can move up to six inches, provided unit can end its consolidation move in unit coherency and with an engagement range of one or more enemy units. So if there are one or more enemy units that you can consolidate into, you can move up six inches into that unit. Then if you're within synapse range, you can then make a normal move of six inches instead. So what I think will happen with this one is that you'll probably put synapse on a unit, it'll go and kill something, and then you can make a six inch uh, normal move in any direction you want instead. So did I get it right? Unfortunately, uh, it says instead of making that consolidation move, so you have to pick one or the other. Ah, exactly. yes, of course, yeah. yeah. But right. you can effectively make a move instead of consolidation move if you're within synapse, right? Yes, which is just so strong, honestly. Uh, I, I remember going back to ninth then, and uh, I was always trying to use a harpy and over on a harpy 40 inches. I was never able to quite get it. I got close, but I just <laughs> did not pull it off. But six inches in any direction is, is useful, but this is maybe once a game situational. But um, I was interested if this was going to be six inch pylon and consolidate, because mm. if, if you have both of those things, you would be able to go dramatically far mm -hmm. uh, and and plow onto markers and I remember Heather playing his 80 demonettes throwing this CPP on and just plowing a unit of uh, demonettes 15 inches or something mm, yeah. by charging and then six and six you know but uh, I think I think an important thing even if you're not the synapse you could basically just go six inches uh, mm -hmm. yeah provided you are within unit coherency and with an engaged range of one or more enemy units yeah uh, can end its consolidation. So if you're not in synapse, you have to end your consolidation with an engagement range of an enemy unit. Or if you are within synapse, you can move in six inches in any direction. So mm -hmm. interesting. Um, quite a. I think they've hit. The, I think think they've done this one good. It's obviously yeah. a nerf overall from its heyday, but um, 
but a lot of this stuff kind of moves six inches anyway so that's not too bad anyway yeah synaptic yeah. insight what do you think about this one? Oh yeah uh in your command phase uh, you can pick two units that are within synapse range and get an additional hybrid adaptation. So mm. let's say you pick the exploding sixes against infantry, but here's a rhino. I could get exploding sixes against that, or mm. auto wound on sixes against that rhino, which is very helpful. Mm -hmm. But uh, I guess you you can't double up and, and get the same one twice. Yeah. So this is this seems just kind of mediocre to me. Really? If you're facing mixed armies, you could. I mean, because you would ideally be, be picking the best one already, but maybe you would also want to do something against against the other one. But uh, it depends on how how mixed the armies are. But if you're facing a very mixed army, you could get use out of this. I think where this is going to be really useful. So there's a couple of things to this one. You select mm -hmm. up to two Tyranid units from your army. Mm -hmm. So up to two is great. But where I think this is going to be mostly used is you're going to use it for that character precision one. So mm -hmm. you might be against a mixed army and then all of a sudden your opponent leaves a unit that you can, that, you know, they have an attached unit, which is mm -hmm. a leader plus a bodyguard that you can charge. And then you go, I'm going to pay one CP, make both of these units have precision on critical <laughs> hits, is it? And then yeah. you get exploding sixes to hit, or you could use the adrenal surge as well to fives become exploding sixes that also, um, guess, I guess, get precision. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, um, yeah. that seems pretty good. Uh, I think that's probably the most use case, but one CP for up to two units can be able to do that. You know, I think it's appropriately costed. It would be lame if that one was two CP, right? Because then you might not use it as much because you might be just targeting one unit all the time. I, I think so, yeah. My, my thinking with that scenario is, let's say you're attacking a unit uh, and you have two full units that are attacking a unit with a character. Hmm. My thinking is they may be able to just plow through the unit and the character without being able to snipe. Yeah. But uh, you, but who knows? But this, I think, I think you hit it right on the head. That, that uh, if you're going to be using this one, it's probably going to be for, for the character sniping one. Yeah. So nice and flexible, though. I quite like that. Mm -hmm. You got to respect it. Now we've got uh, this strategy. Got a lot better as well. I love this one. Endless mm -hmm. swarm. Your command phase. So use at any point in your command phase. Up to two endless multitude units from your army within synapse range from your army, and one other endless multitude unit from your army. Oh wow, that's really good. Sorry, I didn't realize that. So up to two endless multitude units from your army that are within <laughs> synapse range of your army. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Once again, I feel like just some bullet points could have been a bit better here. Oh, or yeah, one yeah. other multi endless multitude unit from your army. Okay, so you can pick two within synapse range or one not within synapse range. Mm -hmm. um, up to D3 plus three destroyed models are returned to each of those units. Now, I know that um, Termagants, Hormagorns, and there's one other uh data gargoyles, sheet maybe? gargoyles i believe yeah the same as it is now can all yeah. be replaced here so this got a lot better actually so it used to just be one one unit uh mm -hmm. and this is just a flat buff because it's the same d3 plus three models but all of a sudden you can potentially use it on two so pretty sweet and now that morale has changed where you don't necessarily lose models like that well i guess morale doesn't actually exist as much anymore um mm -hmm. this is potentially a lot better because you can get left with one or two units models in a unit a lot more often absolutely my thinking with this is how it will come down to if you can conga line and for those who mm -hmm. who don't know the, the discussion is let's say you get back five models do they all have to be within coherency of existing models or could you place two out of the five and then the other three within coherency of the two you already placed so could you string out the unit or would its, its model have to be within coherency with 
the units existing currently. Yeah. Uh, Who knows? I think but, we're yeah. probably going to have to see a designer's uh, commentary on that one soon or an FAQ about replacing uh, reanimated units. Maybe it's covered in the Necron one, but some clarification on that would be good. But I know that's been pretty inconsistent among tournaments as well, even for ninth edition, how you can actually replace those units, right? But my thinking with this is it goes very similar to GSE currently. Instead of called racing back models, you could string 20 man gaunt units onto two markers. Mm-hmm. If they're attacked on the one end, you could pick from the other, rest back all the way around. So you could potentially hold two markers, even though a lot of the guns are killed. I mean, you're getting 10 models for one CP, which is just good value, I think. Yeah, that's pretty sick. 10 models, one CP, sign me up. Alrighty, now we've got uh, enhancements. Now, if I'm not mistaken, enhancements are more or less Warlord traits from the mm-hmm. previous uh, edition. Uh, <laughs> now, we've we've did some looking beforehand, and on the GT pack, well, I don't know if it's called a GT pack, I think it's just called a uh, games pack or something. We've confirmed mm-hmm. that you can take up to three enhancements now this is from the quick start guide on step uh i believe it's called step five or something give me one second Yoko, you can look it up while yes I'm, uh... yes uh, step, step five select units in there the we course. go you can select yeah. up to three enhancements so that's how we're going to assume that this is going to work for match play as well now i'll run through these really quick because a lot of them are very similar we've got alien cunning which has actually changed uh it's the same name but now this is just straight up redeploy three units Tyranids haven't really had a redeploy for a while. Uh, they had it in Crusher, but now we've got it again. And redeploy is absolutely massive. For those, uh, well, okay, I won't go into too much analysis. <laughs> I can hear it myself. Uh, we've got Synaptic Lynchpin, which is Tyranids model only. Uh, while the friendly Tyranids unit are within nine inches of the bearer, that unit is within synapse range of your army. Okay, so nine inches instead of six. Perfectly adapted. You can reroll one uh, hit wound damage advanced charge or saving throw so you can't reroll one of each but it's just one of those uh per turn though so a little bit mm-hmm. of a buff there uh adaptive bio- biology you get a five up feel no pain and if you've lost any wounds uh you get a four up feel no pain so just to clarify the wording on this at the start of any turn if the bearer has few or more starting wounds and you get the four up feel no pain so you can't take a wound and then midway through the shooting activation get a four up feel no pain what are your kind of you get to pick three out of the four yoko which are the oh, three yeah. that you're picking here so it looks to me like you always want to be within synapse with yeah. all your your things just how this works i wonder how good the synapse units are if that's going to be a tax mm. um the one that strikes me the f- first is just the four of feeling of pain if you've taken any wounds that seems very strong to me okay um i, I think one thing that i look at is the alien cunning it says after both players have deployed their armies, not mm. at the beginning of the battle. So how I read this, it re- reads the same as the Phobos Space Marine World Trade, yep. which a lot of people play like you know who goes first, mm. but actually you have to redeploy before you know who goes first. Mm-hmm. Uh, the good thing you can go into strategic reserves, but I just wonder if it's before you know who goes first, mm. Uh, how much you're going to be getting out of this? Because you you don't know who goes first. You don't really have dramatically more information than when you're deploying the units already. So unless that's that way, I'll just pick the other three. Uh, I'm going to... You keep going through. I'm going to look up Leo, the oh, Leontis yeah. ball because I know there's another redeploy here. So I'm going to oh, check yeah. the wording on both of them so we can get some good information. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, the perfectly adapted one, uh, hit, wound, damage, advance, 
charts or saving throw. What stands out to me there is the chart roll. Being mm. able to just reroll that chart roll should often save your CP. I, I'm not a fan of going for uh, risky charges, but with a reroll to the charge, you can be more selective with that. Um, now, nine inches synapse. It seems to me that, especially with a big model, like you would be able to get 100% uh, more area mm-hmm. with a nine inch compared to a six inch. My math is probably not right there, but close to 100%. So you double the space, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the total area that you encompass uh, of the yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, of the circle. Yes. Um, so I'll just butt in. The Leontis uh, redeploy is worded the same way. Now, I guess we don't really know, but as rules is written, you are technically correct that um, after both players deploy their army, you don't actually know who goes first. So if it's a redeploy before you know who goes first, then functionally basically does nothing if it's a redeploy after you know it goes first one of the best wall of traits in the game that's just the way that works in my opinion <laughs> so i mean hopefully it's after you know who goes first right because otherwise it's kind of bad <laughs> i mean I, I yeah like i don't know of almost any faction that uh that has an option to redeploy and mm. doesn't take it consistently Yep. The only one I could possibly think of is Custodes, and I think Custodes players just often make a mistake not taking that redeploy. But um, I, I mean, if it's if it's before you know, then then absolutely not. If if not, then then sign me up. Yeah, and I think you're right. The synaptic linchpin one was I thought one that doesn't look that very good on on uh, on paper, but actually <laughs> is quite strong. Uh, nine inches is a lot better than six, and you're going to be stringing into synapse for a lot of your stuff by the looks of it. So mm-hmm. that's true. The adaptive biology is just straight up great, and there's some big boys that you can put it on too, which is fantastic. Uh, and perfectly adapted is good too because you can re-roll a charge roll in your turn, and then perhaps re-roll a save throw uh, in your opponent's turn. So you're probably using that twice in a better run consistently. Like one one point I want to want to mention here is uh, that with the adaptive biology. How the math works on this is uh, if you get the four of fiddle of pain, uh, it doesn't just count as having, okay, let's say a, a, a 16 wound model would effectively have 24 because <laughs> uh, because you have, let's say, 50% chance to survive. So you'd have 50% more, more wounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact is you would have additional wounds then those would also have compounding interest. So let's say a 16 point model, 16 wound model would have close to 30 wounds with four of final pain. Yep. So doubling the, the uh, more than doubling, like more than hundred percent could be, but it just, especially if you're taking in uh, rerolls and saves, maybe from perfectly adapted mm-hmm. or, or a command reroll, if, if you couldn't take two on the same character, you could just be ridiculously tanky and, and I remember, Dave, we had an idea for a minus one to hit, five of feel no pain, Tervigon that ran through the middle of the board. I don't know if you remember that one. I do remember that one. Very hard to kill. It was minus one to hit and no rerolls to hit as well. It was a wall of trick on back in the day. Yeah, I think I think that's run is really good. And actually, the Tervigon is one of the one models that I thought I was going to put that on, actually. So, so let's get into it. Now, they've separated some data sheets out. Jokul and I have uh, looked through these, and uh, there's some interesting design choices here. Uh, first of all, we got the big boy, who's probably the terror for ninth edition. 
He was the reason Overrun got nerfed. Uh, and this is the Winged Hive Tyrant. Now they've separated the data sheets out between the Winged Hive Tyrant and the Hive Tyrant, which I think is cool because they both do different things. I'll read through this one. It's got Deadly Demise 3, which means that he basically hits everything within 3 if you roll a 6 or you know, pseudo explodes. Now, he's got ranged weapon and a melee weapon. You can either take the Heavy Venom Cannon or the Stranglethorn Cannon. Uh, the Heavy Venom Cannon is uh, Strength 9 minus 2 flat 3. The Stranglethorn Cannon and Blast D3 shots. The Stranglethorn is uh, D6 uh, shots. Strength 7 minus 1 damage. Damage 2, though, on that one and Blast. So on paper, the Stranglethorn looks quite good. Mm -hmm. uh, then you've got the melee options. He's got uh, Monstrous Lash with a Bone Sword. Uh, 6 attacks, 9 minus 3 flat 3. Twin linked. Nice. Mm -hmm. Monstrous Scything Talons. Uh, you've got 4 attacks there. Strength seven minus two damage two. Now this has got the extra attacks keyword mm -hmm. on it. Do you know how many extra attacks this gets by chance, Yoko? Oh yeah. So, uh, ba, 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 I have it up here. Uh, mm -hmm. So you can attack with this weapon in addition to any other weapons it can make attacks with. So mm -hmm. generally you're only supposed to be able to use one, but this says you can use this in addition to other things. So mm. it's kind of like the malefic type of thing. So yeah. essentially you could then both make the five attacks with the Tyrant Talons while mm -hmm. also making four attacks with the Scything Talons. Mm. So effectively you'd be getting nine attacks in total. Yep. Exactly. So you basically get nine attacks at damage two or you get six attacks at damage three twin linked. Mm. Now, you know, I guess it depends on what, what which way the meta comes up. There's a lot of Space Marines. You probably take your nine attacks. Yeah, but I think so. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, he's got synapse. Obviously, he deep strikes, which you're probably never going to do. Well, you might do rapid ingress, maybe. Uh, now he's got um, this 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 ability has come up a lot uh, in other data sheets. He's got once per turn, so per turn, not better round. Once friendly Tyranids unit within 12 inches of one or more models with this ability, so one unit within 12 inches of him for the time being, um, can be targeted with a stratagem for zero CP even if another unit from your army has already been targeted for that stratagem this phase. So mm -hmm. at the bare minimum, he gets a free command point reroll at the bare minimum because you're going to be taking yeah. a slave somewhere, right? So that's quite good. But notably, Heroic Intervention is 2 CP now. So, you know, can do that for 0 CP. Or he could do some of the strats that we mentioned uh, just before. You know, you might want to make uh, Adrenal Surge, for example, right? You know, 2 CP, boom, done. Uh, overrun, maybe. Um, you know, you've got uh, Rapid Regeneration, so just five up, feel no pain him. So that, I think, is a really powerful ability. What I am very interested in is how this is worded. It says that one friendly unit... Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so one friendly unit with one or more models, okay, mm. can be targeted with a stratagem. What about you, a stratagem to target two units? Yes, I, which, I guess, which I guess is why it says, yeah. no, yeah. well, this is why it says, critically, up to two Tyranid units from your army. So in Magic mm -hmm. the Gathering, up to would typically denote you can select zero, one, or two units uh, for, as, as the precondition for that. Uh, so, so, so you could you could theoretically, but then you couldn't pick the second unit, I guess. Exactly right, yeah. yeah. Okay. I take it that's probably the intent. Now, uh, he's got a psychic ability, you know, quote-unquote psychic ability, paroxysm. At the start of the fight phase, it has proxism and then psychic in the uh, you know in the in brackets here. You can select up to one enemy unit within twelve inches and visible to this model. Roll a d6 on a one, you take d3 model wounds. Great. On a two up, 
you know, subtract one from the attack characteristics of weapons equipped by that models in that unit. This is okay. This actually is a lot worse than what Paroxysm used to be. And what I will note is, just covering off this data sheet, that he doesn't actually have any psychic ranged attacks. So, the Winged Hive Tyrant, psychic output, eh, kind of in the bin now. And in fact, if you consider how good he was with the Reaper of Obliterax, in terms of his melee damage, you know, uh, nowhere near as heavy hitting in melee. And then in addition to that, he can't join the Tyranid, uh, the Tyrant Guard um, unit. So he just mm -hmm. operates in and of himself. Now he does mm -hmm. have fly, and, but he is a monster. So he moves 12, but in the new fly rules are going to move around terrain. So actually getting this guy into combat is going to be tough. He's T9 with a 4 up and vulnerable save, but he's actually lost 2 wounds. His wounds 10. So I think overall, the flyer in probably a loser for this uh, for this edition, wouldn't you say? I think so. I I am quite stoked on Proxism. I think I yep. think minus one attack is is strong. But mm -hmm. It's it's better. I mean, he used to be so much better, absolutely, and and unkillable and bouncing back and forth. I think this is something I would look at with a rapid rapid ingress. Yeah, take him down, attack a key thing, but. On the other hand, you could also just walk some warriors, I wonder, onto yeah. the thing and just run forward. My, yeah. my go-to, I think, would be be kind of a... Uh, but still, like if you look at at the at the Monster's Bone Sword, strength 9 only, it's yeah. not as, as... It's not dramatic. Like you, yeah. You're not facing... Uh, like an amateur has toughness 10. You know? Yeah, you're wounding on fives. fives. Yeah. yeah. And it's only AP2. Uh, you know, in addition, I just realized... He's only movement 12 as well, and yeah, used to be 16. And given the fly rule change, he probably has about a third of the movement he previously did, right? Uh, and that's a, a lot less. <laughs> I, th I think, yeah, this is this is a unit that would would maybe be 150 points at the, at the best, but I think yeah. one free C CP per turn, not per round, this is good. I think that's, yeah. a, that's the key thing. So you could be... You could be Getting eight CP from this guy theoretically, but you have to use it on close by units, and he could just be shot. Yep. And my my worry is he would just be shot. Yep. And so um, let's go on to the walking version, who moves mm -hmm. eight. He's the walking version's got a two up base save, which is nice because mm -hmm. two up saves are harder to get to now. He's got the same will of the high mind, so you can target units within uh, for zero CP on the just use the strats. But he's got his psychic aura, in my opinion, is way better. It's um, onslaught, so they've made onslaught a psychic aura now. But it doesn't actually say that you have to uh, actually cast this one. So yeah. it actually just says Onslaught or a Psychic. While friendly turned units are within six inches of this model, uh, ranged weapons by, uh, equipped by those models have the Assault key ability. So this is not locked to turned infantry models, by the way. Mm -hmm. So your Exocrine, your Terrain effects, something like that, can also get Assault weapons, which means that they can advance and shoot, and there's no advance and shoot penalty now. So that's pretty sick. Um Including uh, yeah. himself too. Yeah, I mean it's it's a pretty cool ability. I think uh, one thing that I'm happy about is this is a psyker, which mm -hmm. doesn't have psychic in the melee or ranged part of his his thing. Yeah. Um, I mean this. I, I just hope he's cheap. I really yeah. just hope that he's gonna be cheap. Toughness ten is is good. That's something. Yeah, he's got a four up and vulnerable save, and you can either run a melee ranged hybrid or you can run just a double melee, and the double melee looks pretty good you're going to get six attacks with your monstrous bone sword uh, and lash whip at the same profile. Then you're mm -hmm. also going to equip him with monstrous scything talons. So mm -hmm. he gets a total of 10 attacks in combat. Uh, so that's pretty sick. And I'm just going to say on another side note, 
the uh the, the warcrant with the lash ribbon bone sword and the the two talons looks really sweet in real life too so <laughs> um i'm gonna be happy with that but he's got a big advantage he can be accompanied by tyrant guard now we're not going to go to tyrant guard just yet but tyrant guard are pretty similar in their loadouts um to the previous uh, edition so you know bring him with some tyrant guard pretty sweet um tyrant guard do have infantry keywords so they can help him get into combat and he's going to be pretty tough to uh, kill through Tyrant Guard as well. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. What I would say... Uh, oh, yeah. So just to hear that, Onslaught is limited to the model. So even if you include Tyrant Guard, you can't make it uh, Onslaught a unit aura. <laughs> Obviously, something Sorry. I looked at yeah. straight away to break. Uh, <laughs> then we've got, uh, we've got the Swarm Lord as well. Now, the Swarm Lord has the same stat line as the Walking Hive Tyrant. So he's got he moves 8, toughness 10, 2 up save. Uh, four of them vulnerable. Now, this is the big boy. This is the leader. All right. So first up, he gives you something which I think is really good. Gives you an additional CP in your command phase. That's great. I don't know how many armies going to have access to this, but um, an additional CP is very good considering a lot of the stratagems are, you know, a lot of things that were free now cost stuff like, you know, rapid ingress is really good to use or spam. Um, heroic intervention is really good. And then you've got, you know, five up feel no pain, which you can just spam every time as well you get targeted. It stacks with the hard turret on top of that. So it's, yeah. Yes, exactly. So um, he, you, you could also use that and then the Will of the High Mind to actually reduce your strategy on cost as well. So actually, Turin's could potentially spam a lot. Uh, then he's actually got Malign Presence, which is Vect, uh, which is um, Old Vect, where you um, make your opponent's stratagem cost one more CP. This is quite good. Uh, particularly might be relevant against Overwatch, where mm -hmm. if your opponent overwatches you once, you might um, make that cost 2 CP. And actually, 2 CP for some armies to Overwatch is probably going to be far too much. For reference, I guys... See, sorry, yeah. go on. I see nothing against using this on Command Reroll at the moment. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I guess a lot of the armies might not have as much CP as Tyranids, so using mm -hmm. on Command Reroll um, might not be as impactful, whereas Overwatch yeah. is something that's going to directly hit your abil army's ability to stay on the board. Um, mm. But he's also got 9-inch Synapse baseline included too. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. And in addition to that, he can take Tyrant Guard as his bodyguard, so it's going to be harder to kill him. His uh, melee profile is good, finally. Uh, he hits on twos, you know, great. Uh, and then he's got Strength 9, minus 2, flat 3, 8 attacks, full rerolls to wound. So a lot better than the Swarm Lord of old, who was, let's be honest, you know, you rolled 6 attacks or whatever, how many he had. You rolled two ones. Then you know you failed three times, and then they you know did something, and you're like that. Great, it's 240 points. That's great. Um, but in addition to that, he's also got he's got he's got a psychic flamer, <laughs> which actually is quite good. Uh, it's d6 plus three attacks, so you're going to be averaging six attacks. Um, it automatically hits. Strength five minus one damage two. So actually, the swarmy is when you consider the ranged output of the swarmy versus the hive tyrant. You know, if you consider both those, he probably does more in ranged and more in melee um, all up, right? So, David, if I had to ask you now, uh, if they all cost the same amount of points, how would you rank them in terms of strength? I'm taking the Swarm Lord every day, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah? I think yeah. the Swarm Lord, then the Walker, and then the Flyer. And how about yourself? Absolutely the same, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I think I think the Swarm Lord by far, I think my thinking is, let's say you make something more expensive. You're facing mm -hmm. Dean Stercolt, I want to come within three of you, Phantasm for Eldar, mm -hmm. who knows? But like with the limited amount of CP that you have, like let's say you face 
Eldar and they're going to use Phantasm. Mm -hmm. They can do nothing else if they're doing that, you know. Yeah, that's which true. is yeah, dramatic. Or Overwatch as well. They want to Overwatch you with support platforms and then automatically six. They can't do that more than a couple of times. Um, so yeah, really cool. Uh, I think I would probably even pay fifty points premium to run the Swarm Lord because mm -hmm. actually his his ranged output is actually good now. Uh, so that's really good. And the additional CP return is really massive. So he chunky. He good. Yay, Swarm Lord. Potentially good, <laughs> <laughs> good again. Um, but from, I mean, once again, guys, it's difficult to compare these data sheets because we haven't seen anything else yet. But yeah. I think the next one is actually super good. So I'm going to stop talking for a bit and you can run through the, uh, one of my favorite models, actually. The B boy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Brute Lord, the big one. Um, so he has Scout 8. Mm -hmm. Movement 8, Toughness 5, he has a 4-up invulnerable save, 6 wounds, and objective secured 1. Now, what does Scout uh, 8 mean? He can basically move 8 inches before the game begins, nice. uh, which I think is just very helpful since mm -hmm. he already moves 8. Now, one thing he does not have, which I guess the Patriarch in G's Lookout used to have, he does not have advanced charts, which is something mm -hmm. he would want. Um, yeah. So he has five attacks, hits on twos, strength six, AP two, damage two, twin linked, sixes to wound, are an immortal wound in addition, devastating wounds, which I think is a very, very, very strong ability. He also gives any uh, I will jump he... in. Oh, yeah. I what? will jump in. Devastating wounds is naturally sixes to wound convert your damage into mortal wounds oh my god yeah so, it's even better oh yeah. my god yeah. devastating wounds is pretty sick so you know it doesn't matter if he's going into a tank or if he's going into infantry you're probably fishing for a lot of rerolls there uh he, he gives that also to any unit that he joins now nice. uh, who can he join he can he can do basically only join g stealers but yep. but uh, i assume that they'll also have that scalpel uh, yep. so he has hypnotic gaze a psychic ability goes off automatically in the fight phase mm -hmm. and one unit has minus one to hit yep which i think is just yeah. quite straightforward yeah. so a yeah. straightforward combat character that buffs some g-stealers now let's hope these are good but uh from what i've seen so far in i guess the old hq slot is i would not uh i i would i'm not super keen on any anything so far i think the brute lord is, is the one that i am most excited about currently but mm -hmm. Uh, from the ninth edition context, I would be running a lot of MSU units and yeah. just altering that on. But you want but, something, I guess, for the uh, for the free warlord traits that you're getting anyway. Yeah, but I do like uh, if the redeploy is after you know who goes first. You mm -hmm. know, potentially having that threat of redeploying the broodlord and say five gene stealers to then go kill something. You know, pre move basically sixteen inches, then charge, uh, mm -hmm. and you could put the adaptive warlord trait for reroll charge on him. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, doing that and then overrunning back is pretty sweet. It's a nice threat yeah. to have. Absolutely. But it depends on how good gene stealers are. But we already know that they've been spoiled to have two wounds, which is, at a minimum, <laughs> that's exactly what you want. Uh, now we've got a new model, the Winged uh, Turinid Prime. Uh, this guy... Oh, so the Brute Lord is infantry as well. Uh, very mm -hmm. important. Uh, the Winged Turinid Prime is infantry fly. So that's the combination you want nowadays because just fly is uh, kind, of, kind of functionally useless. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, he is infantry fly and he moves 12 so that's pretty fast mm -hmm. uh he's got chat on the warp he's got synapse uh and then whenever he joins a unit you get a sustained hits one ability so exploding sixes. Yeah. exploding sixes now i don't really know how this works but if you have sustained hits one when you mm -hmm. join a unit and then you mm -hmm. also select sustained hits one 
from your adaptive trait against infantry, you mm-hmm. get double exploding sixes, I'm going to assume, right? That would kind of make sense. I would be... I would think not. Really? I, I would have thought not, but, but who knows? Yeah, it's hard to see, because there is a sustained hit 2 ability. Ah, yeah. You don't know if they're additive, to be fair. And usually those abilities are not additive, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean it could, could go either way. It would be excellent if it would, would go either way. Uh, hmm. But I guess, I guess, yeah. Um, so he can join Gargoyles, Tyranid mm-hmm. Warriors with melee, or ranged weapons. Yeah, exactly. And he's got six attacks. His, his profile is okay. Six attacks, strength six, minus one damage two. Um, and then on a four up, he actually fights on death. So, you know... <laughs> I mean, he's okay. I wouldn't expect this guy to be more than 75, 80 points at best, I think. It has and, to be the cheapest one, right? Yeah, and typically the Tyranid Prime. So there's no normal Tyranid Prime as there used mm-hmm. to be. So probably for model range reasons, they've differentiated those two because the Tyranid Prime didn't really have that different of a model. But hey, you can make him join Gargoyles. Um, they both move 12 at that point and you get Exploding Sixes and, you know, he's okay. He provides synapse. He's not the haymaker I think you're after, you know, and there's no really good warlord trait that really just sticks out to put on him, I don't think, because he's so cheap. He has fight on death on a four up, but it's only a four up. Yeah. Um, what I think kind of differentiates him between the other characters is the real wound that he doesn't have. So mm. strength six, AP one. Uh, a lot of things have TF deafness eight, nine, 10, 12, yeah. and then he will functionally be useless, I think. I think, actually, this may sound weird, but Strength 6 minus 1 damage to its 6 attacks is almost the worst profile you're going to want to get because yeah, you would yeah. rather have it be damage 1 and have, like, 8 or 9 attacks, right? Because then yeah. at least he's got a roll. It's like, okay, cool, I can plow through a bunch of this or, you know, I've got him plus some gargoyles. But having said that, he can be a bit of a slingshot to get your warriors into combat a bit more because warriors don't actually move as far nowadays. So, you know, yeah. potentially with the yeah. coherency rule, you know, you can make a charge a bit easier. Maybe as the game progresses, we might see that come up. But he's the cheap HQ option. Yeah. Uh, on to the big chunky boy. This this guy is, by the way, he's pretty tough. We got the Turvagon. Uh, and I think the Turvagon is quite good. Uh, mm-hmm. Although it totally depends on how, how devastating the shooting is in the game, to be honest with you. As as most of the time is with these monsters. Uh, it's toughness 11, which is a good breakpoint. So I think Melter wounds him on 5s. 2 up base save. Objective secured five, so that's quite reasonable as well. So he can actually hold objectives against uh, other small obsec models. Now he does the classic thing where you can select a termagant unit, termagant unit in your command phase within six inches of this model. Return up to D three plus three models. So I believe that you could probably use the endless multitude stratagem to get a unit within six inches of him, and then use this ability because you're now within six inches to return those models again, which is you know interesting. Uh, and then he's got the Brute Progenitor. While Termagant, so within six inches of this model, ranged weapons uh, have the Lethal Hits ability, which, if I'm also mistaken, is six is to hit auto wound as well. Exactly, yeah. Like, yeah. if they wanted this not to stack, they could so easily just put this into the rule that you get Endless Multitude for free. But they didn't yes. do that, so they put Spawn Termagant. So my thinking um, is, let's say you run two of these bunch of gods, you could double res them, if you're able to conquer line, that'll be ridiculously strong. Mm. But I'm assuming you can't. Yeah. So she's also got uh, she, no invulnerable save, but a two-up base save. And because of the way that the rules are written right now, you're probably on an effective one-up because basically your entire army is going to be in cover permanently. 
Yes, that includes monsters and vehicles, which probably benefited from the most. Um, got eight attacks. Uh, and actually, I think the blisters go up better, actually. Eight shots, 24-inch range, strength five, AP zero, damage one. That's a fine profile. But her melee is actually quite good now. Uh, she's got uh, the massive scything talons, uh, which mm-hmm. have a sweep attack, uh, which, are, which are eight attacks, uh, strength seven, minus one, damage two. That's pretty sweet. Uh, I think that's probably the profile you're going to use most often. Otherwise, you've got four attacks at D6 damage uh, with higher AP and higher strength there as well. Yeah, I mean, you, you could also go for the Crushing Claw, strength 12, AP3, yep. D6 plus one. That seems good to me, at least. Mm-hmm. You have to replace these Scything Talons with mm-hmm. Crushing Claws, though. So the Scything Talons, the Crushing Claws are better into vehicles, for sure. Mm-hmm. But the Scything Talons give you the option to be good into both things, so... Mm-hmm. you know you could choose how you want to load your turbine on out but i think she is definitely prime for the uh five up feel no pain four up feel no pain uh at warlord trait because that seems uh or enhancement as we now know them. <laughs> that seems pretty sweet oh boy old one eye have you ever played him tell me about him uh so i have a running joke with malte one of the german boys about this model costing 380 points <laughs> I, I don't know how, how expensive he was but he was expensive uh so the old one eye has movement eight Basically, a Carnifex, Toughness 9, 9 Wounds, 2 Up Safe, Objective Secure 3. Mm-hmm. Now, he has 5 Up Feel No Pain base. Uh, he can make a unit that he's leading reroll fully to hit, which yep. is, I think, the big point of taking him. Mm-hmm. Now, yes. at the start of either player's command phase, he regains uh, D3 Bost Wounds. So, doing that again and again and again, when he only has 9 Wounds to begin with, and I guess you'd want him in a unit, but let's if we put him into a Carnifex unit, mm-hmm. you could then be taking stuff, like if, if the thing isn't a dramatic threat, you could just take it on old one eye, he would yep. then regen twice and have the five up final pain. So if you're not killing old one eye in one go, uh, you would just be regaining it all back. And my yep. thinking is, uh, if it was something dramatically scary, you would just plop off another Carnifex in the unit. Yep. If it's anything but, you just take it on old one eye and just Region and region and region and region. So I, I quite like him if he's reasonably uh, pointed. Now he yeah. either has uh, six attacks, strength 14, AP 3, damage D6 plus 1, or 12 attacks that are 6 1 1. Yeah. Um, and, it, and notably, yeah. he's actually got a two up base save as well. So old one eye, you know, let's hope, let's all rejoice together mm-hmm. and just hope that old one eye has not got the stupidest points cost in the world because <laughs> this guy has been. I don't know what he's done wrong. I don't know what has he done wrong to the people at Games Workshop, oh. because he has been so bad for so long. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. But I, I think out of the current characters, I am most excited about him. Really? I think, I think yeah. yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I, I can respect that because uh, Carnifixes look pretty decent as well. So those are the H. Are those the HQ slots? I guess if they they don't they haven't told us guys, but um. I'm assuming they're going to go HQ, troops, fast attack, heavy support. By the way, this is done. Uh, but is I, it, there's something in there I thought would have been an HQ that's not in there, though. Am I off on there being no Force Rock slots? Just you have to pick a character and, and some core units? Um, you're, you're probably correct, yeah. But <laughs> at least at least think to note, you can only take one old one eye and you can only take one Swamp Boot. Yeah, that was yeah. those two being special characters, I guess. They have the uh, epic hero keyword, which also oh, means yeah. I don't think they can take an enhancement as well. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, old one eye. Hopefully, yeah. he's got, you know, maybe his uh, second life, his second eye. 
We'll see if he comes <laughs> back. He can join. Now, by the way, he can join a unit of counterfixes. Uh, and the counterfixes come in units of one to two now, as opposed to one to three. So if they came in one to three, you know, you'd be loving life um, oh, even yeah, more. Yeah. But <laughs> onto the boys. My boys, Tyranid Warriors, you can bet I got a lot of these models. Um, they've swapped these up into ranged and melee Tyranid Warriors. Now, okay, yeah, I can kind of get this, but, um, you know, to be honest with you, I don't really understand why they have done this because uh, i mean yeah sure uh as we'll get onto it i think there's a blatantly superior version to play here um now always yeah they've got um it's the same rule for every three models one can have their devourer replaced with the barb strangler one can have their mo- um uh, mo- uh devourer replaced with the heavy venom cannon so for every three models you can have one barb strangler one heavy venom cannon and one uh one death one death spitter, I suppose. Uh now there is for every one to three to create a unit for the ranged one, you have one turned prime, as they call it, uh, and then one uh, and then two warriors. So uh the 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 Barb Strangler and the Venom Cannon are basically the same from the last uh, edition. Mm-hmm. Now for the ranged orientation, you can either take the weapons as we discussed, and then they also have melee weapons, which are called bio weapons, which are you know, to be honest with you, a little bit um, unimaginative. They get five attacks, strength five, minus one, damage one, at weapon skill three plus. Not bad, but they're no bone swords. But now they have a pretty good ability. They can shoot, they can fall back, shoot, and charge. Just straight up. The ranged one can do that for some reason. Fall back, <laughs> shoot, charge. Uh, they move six as before, toughness five as before, four up save as before, uh, three wounds as before, and objective controlled two. Now, that's the ranged version of them. Then we've got the melee version. Now, the melee version has no ranged weapon at all. Mm-hmm. Their weapon that they come with has just two more attacks, so six attacks, strength five, minus two, damage one. So it's got two more attacks and then one more AP, and it's damage one. So the full melee version has one damage as long as, you know, just with the ranged version. So, like, that's a little bit underwhelming. Uh, now, they have a different ability, and they have an ability which I guess you could probably argue is actually worse. Their ability is at the start of the fight phase, each time this model in this unit makes a melee attack, you can reroll a hit roll of one. You can choose that, or you can choose uh, each time a saving throw is made for this model, you can reroll a saving throw of one. Now, you can only do this in the fight phase. So <laughs> at the start of the fight phase, you choose do you want to reroll once to hit, or do you want to reroll once to save? When are you ever picking real ones to save at the start of the fight phase? Am, am I missing something here, man? I, I am just worried about them bringing back real saves. I remember in, in fourth and fifth, you would have yeah. Fortune, the Elder spell, full real hits on one, un, one unit. Thankfully, they don't have an immobile save, is all I'm going to say. But yeah. I think you always take the real ones to hit. I guess if you were being charged, you may just take the real ones to save. But, but that's a. Uh, I want to note though that I'm happy about the bioweapons because they'll have to do less hobby work, which is always <laughs> always good. Um, one, one, one point I had about the ranged ones is you will not be able to advance and shoot those. Am I correct? Ah, but if you're within onslaught range, you will then Off have the an assault. Yeah, you will then have an assault blast weapon. Yeah, not bad. I think that's that's yeah. I think they're functionally worse than before. And, but if you have the have talent on there, you know, but I, I, I can't see them being usable moving six and firing. 
It's true, yeah. And um, we haven't seen an advance in charge stratagem or psychic power as we detailed above, so it's difficult. The thing with Tyrannid Warriors, though, it always just depends on the points, doesn't it? Oh. Uh, if the points are cheap, then Warriors are going to be fantastic. I suspect that the points will not be cheap uh, because they're still in the, in the naughty corner. Uh, so <laughs> we'll see. But I don't see why you would take the ranged one over the melee one, as far as I'm concerned. You know, foregoing ranged output and fallback shoot and charge. For I'm honest, if I'm being honest, reroll ones to hit or reroll saving throw of one in combat is pretty bad. Like someone's going to be probably be putting you on six up saves if you're in combat anyway, because you're based four yeah, up saves. Yeah. So like, you know, okay, you know, sure. <laughs> and then at that point, you're probably just going to pop the stratagem if you've got the melee, the ranged ones. Probably just pop the stratagem for sixes, five five pluses auto wound at that point, wouldn't you? I think so, and and uh, something you could look at, I guess, is the double hits on sixes, or yep. potentially five ups. But the, these both just sadly seem a little bit bland to me. I yeah, say. I agree. Let's race through. I'm aware that we're probably going to be here for three hours if we continue on this race. Termagants we have seen before. They are mm-hmm. relatively similar. They've got a really sweet ability where if you move with a nine, uh, or if an enemy unit normal moves advances or falls back within nine inches of this unit you can move up to d6 inches now this sounds sweet on paper but <laughs> and i'm not and it's good don't get me wrong but you're gonna roll like a one or a two sometimes you're gonna be like i move two inches you're like great um i'm a little bit skeptical about the functional impact that that's gonna have um uh, these are the only unit that have advanced in charge which if i'm being honest with you is you know Guess what? Uh, Hormagons are still strength three. Yeah. <laughs> strength three. Oh, boy. Yeah. Weapon skill well, four. I'm, uh... These just seem, seem like they're meant to block. But, I mean, three attacks is something. Let's let's say that you go... Okay, let, let's say that you are actually going to be facing knights. Mm-hmm. You have some Hormagons. They have three attacks each. You pop five, uh, five plus uh, auto wound against vehicles. You're yep. doing a lot of AP1 damage. That's true. And if you've got 25 up, it's 20 saves on average if you get yeah. uh, 20 into combat. And they move, do move 10, and you can advance and charge. So they're actually not that bad. I think uh, they're probably better than the current version, although that's not saying very much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, again, on the small units, guys, it really depends on the points as well. The difference between a model being 6 points versus 7 <laughs> points is potentially you running... 20 or you're running 120. <laughs> yeah. um, gargoyles stay relatively the same. They've got Deep Strike, uh, but they've got a pretty sweet ability that after they shoot, they can make a normal move up to six inches, but you cannot declare a charge after that. So what you could do here is Deep Strike them, shoot, and then move six inches, and they are objective secured too. So you could then come with a nine, and then if your opponent isn't screening out the whole objective, you could come in from Deep Strike, and then shoot, and then move six inches. And the reason you can do this is because in the core rules, now I might be wrong, in the core rules it says you can never move twice in the same phase, but this happens in the shooting phase, and it says in the shooting phase you can move up to six inches after you shoot. So I do believe you could come down from deep strike, shoot, and then move six inches, but then not charge, right? Could be, yeah. Yeah, interesting. I mean, I think, again, this just seems like a unit with, with very little damage. It goes yep. fast, that is objective secure two, and it's meant to hold some objectives and, and uh, kind of be in the way. We haven't, and I think you raise a good point, we haven't seen anything that has a lot of damage yet, have we? 
No. Uh, and then we're going to get to a functionally unplayable model, the Toxicrine. Uh, we're not going to cover this model because it's got too much text and the model is, as I said, functionally unplayable. So you're never going to see it on the tabletop. Good work, uh, Games Workshop. Um, the Tyrant Guard. Uh, the Tyrant Guard are pretty good. Now, these guys got a pretty big buff as far as I'm concerned. And you're probably going to be seeing them because they're going to be coming with the Swarm Lord and the Walking Tyrant. Now, the Toughness 8, move 6, have a 3-up save. So they used to have a 2-up save, did they? Or it was always three, three up, up, I think. Yeah. Okay. They were quite tanky, though. Toughness 8, though, is a pretty sweet break point at four mm -hmm. wounds. Now, they get this thing called Guardian Organism. While a character model is leading this unit, the character has a feel-no-pain, five-up feel-no-pain ability, which is pretty sweet. It just gives your Tyrant a five-up feel-no-pain as long as he's got a Tyrant Guard. So, you know, if they've got Precision or maybe they want to do some Aldari shenanigans to psychic him off the board directly, then, you know... Uh, you get to you know you get to get your feel no pain for free, which is an ability that they didn't have previously. Uh, in addition to that, they've got probably their better profile is the um, bone cleaver, lash whip, and rending claws. Oh yeah. yeah, that's a lot. They've got bone cleaver, lash whip, and rending claws now. <laughs> I, previously, these were split out. <laughs> you didn't know the joke. Oh yeah, I, I'm 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 just so happy that I, I have six of these ready to go. Mm -hmm. I think they'll be absolutely fantastic. Um, this is the first, I guess, non-character unit that I am really excited about. I think yep. this will be an excellent one. Um, I think to know that it's only objective controlling one. That's so true. It's not not that good with that, but but I mean, you could take not, them in not zero. Three. Yeah, you, and you could take them units of three to six again too. So that's quite good. Right. On to the next big one. I've been talking for a bit. You can run us through the neuro tyrant and why you are going to auto include one in every army you play. You think so? I'm actually not excited about him. Interesting. Oh my god, yeah. So he has a movement of 6, toughness of 8. He's got a 4 up in 1, 9 wounds. Uh, now he has a 2d6 psychic flamer that ignores cover. 5, <laughs> sure. 1, 2, 18 inch range. Damage 2 is nice though, with, yep, with the flamer auto-hitting. Um, so in combat, he has 6 attacks, hitting on 3s, 5, 0, 1. Uh, not that good in combat. Not a good in combat, absolutely. He can join the Neurogaunt or the Tyrant Guard. Um, hmm. The Tyrant Guard is, is excellent. Uh, now, while this model is hitting a unit, it gets plus one to hit. If the target is battle-shocked, it gets plus one to wound. Now, sweet. this seems good to me. Really, really good. Yeah. It's maybe not as good as the full reroll, but maybe maybe even, even as good, you know, um, yeah. if you get the plus one to wound as well. So Psychic Terror is a Psychic ability that he has. Uh, so when you use Shadow of the Warp ability, minus one to battle shock test for each enemy unit. Yep. So army-wide, minus one on that leadership test you do once per game. Yep. Which is, depending on how important that is to your army, could be the difference maker, right? Absolutely. And we do uh, know that seven is basically the most common denominator there. So, you know, if you might look at your opponent's army and think, or the meta and think, actually, this might mean that I battle shock someone 30% more often, for example, right? Absolutely. I mean, if you're doing Psychic in ninth edition, minus two to cast can be, be the um, difference maker between failing most of your casts yeah. versus making most of your casts. And mm -hmm. I think this is very effective. Now, in the command phase, you can select up to two tier and units within 12. Mm -hmm. uh, they're counted as being within synapse of your army. Mm -hmm. Which is okay, you get, get more synapse. 
but okay. but that's important for the stratagems right mm -hmm. so those stratagems where like overrun for example right you can send something away it not be in synapse range and then go kill something and then if you had this ability on it then you could actually count them as being within synapse range as well right yeah uh, i think there's nothing 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 against this unit uh, i think he seems mediocre compared to the other um other tyrants hmm. I think I would lean towards the Swarmlord still over him, but, yep. but who knows with that. What do you think? 150, 165 points, probably? Yeah, plan. it could be. Yeah. yeah. The Flamer does seem very good. Uh, and yeah, we'll have to say, I think the Synaptic Relays ability, where you count two units as being in Synapse, is probably going to be the make or break for him. Um, node Lash is quite good, because in theory, you could Node Lash, which is the um, when you're leading a unit, which you're probably going to lead it with the Tyrant Guard. You, know, you get mm -hmm. plus one to hit, and then if you're battle shocked, you get plus one to wound as well. So, gives you some options to unleash it aggressively in your command phase, and then you know potentially be in range to charge something, and then your tyrant guard get plus one to hit and wound. I think that's the that's as good as it gets from him, right? I think so. One thing that I look at is he only moves six, and he can't advance yep. and shoot. I think that's yep. at least one thing to look at. But he'll be very good with Overwatch. Yes. Ah. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Really good with Overwatch. Actually, eighteen inches. Yeah. For sure uh the lictor now this guy is probably the most improved model i think right out of any <laughs> model out there uh this guy is he's got like a lot of keywords and a lot of very good <laughs> ones um moves eight now lictors come in units of one now so not units of one to three anymore moves eight toughness six okay uh four up save but he's got five up and vulnerable so five up and vulnerable six wounds uh objective secured one he's got six attacks seven minus two flat two uh, hits on twos, and he's got precision. Pretty sweet. We don't know how prevalent character is going to be, but his keywords are really good. He's got fights first. Fights first is incredibly good in this edition for reasons that we'll probably go over in the next podcast. Infiltrators, so he can um, four deploy. Lone operative, so you can't target him outside of 12. And stealth, so he's minus one to hit if you could target him. Stealth doesn't really mean that much here because, you know, you have to be within 12 to target him anyway, and he moves eight and then charges you, so probably not that much. Whenever he destroys an enemy character model, you get a CP, which is probably not relevant because you're probably going to gain the CP from the uh, Swarm Lord anyway. So that first ability doesn't matter, but his, his other ability is really good. Once we're better around, you can target this model with the Rapid Ingress Stratagem for zero CP. So you get a free... He Rapid Ingresses... It, so he basically, if you don't know what it is, guys, he Deep Strikes or um, arrives from reserves uh, in your opponent's movement phase for free. Now, that's going to be a pretty pivotal stratagem, from what we can tell. Um, and doing that for free is pretty nice, too. But uh, I think the big one is there, uh, that he has fights first, and he is lone operative as well. So very hard to, to engage with this guy proactively. Um, and, and if you're a Lictor player controller, you get to use him quite easily. It's very easy to make stuff happen with, right? Absolutely. Uh, I guess going into his, his big brother, the Death Leaper, yeah. uh, Death Leaper gets one extra attack. Mm -hmm. uh, also gets a CP if you kill a character. Now he has fear of the unseen, which used to be ridiculously strong ability, not being able to use uh, stratagems onto a unit. Mm -hmm. But now, if a unit is within six of the Death Leaper, they have minus one leadership. In addition, if in the battle shock step of your opponent's command phase, if such an enemy unit is below starting strength, it must take a battle shock test. Mm -hmm. So just if you're below starting strength, we lost one model. You must take this test. So he seems good at sniping markers. Um, yeah. 
So let me let me get something straight here. This is what mm -hmm. this is what you're telling me. <laughs> you have your neuro tyrant. Mm -hmm. You have your death leaper. You infiltrate your death leaper. You advance them into your opponent's army. You then on your opponent's turn battle shock your entire opponent's army. Hopefully at minus two because of the death leaper, mm -hmm. and then you you really hope that you can make something happen after that. Maybe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's involved? All of the all of the dice to make it completely useless. But I mean. I, th I think I think I would be looking at a simple lictor. One lictor yeah. seems seems good in Tsunami, I think. Yeah. Historically, the Death Leap has been about twice the amount of points in a lictor. So, you know, yeah. Now, uh, on to the next guy. This guy was uh, <laughs> potentially one of the best models I've ever printed. Uh, and that came from potentially being the worst model ever printed. Uh, I might have been one of the few only players that played this guy before he actually got good. Um, <laughs> the Meliceptor. Moves eight, toughness eleven, nice. Uh, three up save, but four up and vulnerable again. Uh, Fourteen wounds, so he he chunky, and uh, he's got a nice psychic weapon. He's got um, D six plus three attacks, blast, uh, blister skill three. So I guess his psychic ability hits on threes. Strength ten minus two flat three damage, which is pretty sweet. And then actually his melee got better, thankfully, because his melee was awful before. Uh, his melee profile is got a sweep, sweep or a strike. You probably want to sweep six attacks, hits on threes, strength seven, minus one, flat two. He's quite good. Uh, and then in addition to that, he's got an aura ability, which I think is actually not that bad. While an enemy unit is within six inches of, uh, of the Maliceptor, each time a model in that unit makes an attack, uh, subtract one from the hit roll. If the enemy unit is below half strength, subtract one from the wound roll. So the Maliceptor is pretty hard to kill in combat because you're going to be minus one to hit him. Uh, mm -hmm. And, you know, he's also 14 wounds at 4 up and vulnerable save, T, uh, T11. So, pretty tough to get through him. We'll have to see whether his psychic ability, you know, is very good, uh, which is called Psychic Overload, of course, which was his old uh, named ability as well. Uh, I, I, I keep looking at these units and thinking, okay, this model can move 8 inches as a monster <laughs> yeah. and fire and cannot advance and shoot. I think the advance and shoot ability will be very important. But this seems so clunky. Are you, uh, oh my yeah, god! That's true. Like that's true. And there's no, set, yeah. There's nothing that gives you bonuses to advance, and from what we've seen, which is tough. Uh, obviously, you know, I guess the ranged weapon can become assault, right? With the uh, with the onslaught aura, which I guess it seems the more that we read this, seems like an auto take, doesn't it? Yeah, because uh, that seems critical. Pyrovores. Uh, let's have a quick read in your shooting phase after this unit is shot. Select one enemy unit that's hit by it. That enemy unit cannot benefit from cover. Pyrovores, unless they're dirt cheap like they used to be, you're probably not going to play them. They are not fantastic. They have a flamer, 12-inch range, so maybe put them in strap reserves, right? Hope, hope they're cheap, but uh, the, the melee is, is now worse than it used to be. Strength 5, AP 0, damage 1. Yep. Uh, that's demise 1 on theme, but... but... Not very interesting, I have to say. Yeah. On theme. That would be the way to characterize those. <laughs> the Horus Fix, I'm afraid, um, it's not looking much better. Toughness 11 is something, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's slow, it's clunky, it's... The Malicid is also Toughness 11, so if these guys are pointed the same, you're taking the Malicid all day then, aren't you? Yeah, 14 attacks, strength 7, AP 1, damage 2, with yep. all of these reels, like, it's... Going around, it's it's just. Do you need to take a horror specs? So its ability is each time it fights, 
If one or more enemy units were destroyed by the attack, each enemy unit within six of this model must take a battle shock test. But is that then, that important? You know? Then again, yeah, like becoming up objective control zero, it's okay. It's not you're not losing models, you're not killing that much. Like it's cute, that's for sure. It's cute, but I think I would want a, a, a ridiculous amount of attacks and, and just getting a lot done. Uh, yeah. What I will Which... note though is on on the uh, sorry to go back, but the pyro wars like you could use the pyro wars to do anti vehicle stuff with the auto wound sixes type of thing. I mean that's something. That's true. That's not bad. Uh, and in fact, it's ignore cover twin linked. So re actually, the flamer does real to wound. So not not the worst. I don't know why the flamer is twin linked. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, now we've got venom throws. We're actually very good in uh, in ninth edition. Um, mm -hmm. A key standout unit. Uh, and they've pretty much remained the same. Five attacks each again, anti-infantry two up, so poison two up as they used to be. Um, give me one quick second. I'm just going to be letting someone in the door. So apologies, mid-podcast. This is uh, life as we get it. You carry on for it. Oh, yeah, uh, let's, let's go for it. Uh, so minus one to hit because they have the stealth keyword. Uh, five attacks, strength three, AP zero, anti-infantry two. So yes. automatically wounding on two ups. Um, this used to be a second unit for Dave, running two two times three back in ninth. Uh, but now they give an aura that gives uh, each tier unit benefits of cover against an attack. Uh, if you are within six and you're not a monster, you get minus one to hit. So that is something. I guess going into his, his big brother, the Death Leaper, yeah. uh, Death Leaper gets one extra attack. Mm -hmm. uh, also gets a CP if you kill a character. Mm -hmm. Now he has fear of the unseen, which used to be ridiculously strong ability, not being able to use uh, stratagems onto a unit. Mm -hmm. But now, if a unit is within six of the Death Leaper, they have minus one leadership. In addition, if in the battle shock step of your opponent's command phase, if such an enemy unit is below starting strength, it must take a battle shock test. Mm -hmm. So if, just if you're below starting strength, we lost one model. You must take this test. So he seems good at snagging markers. Um, yeah. So let me let me get something straight here. This is what <laughs> this is what you're telling me. You have your neuro tyrant. <laughs> you have your death leaper. You infiltrate your death leaper. You advance him into your opponent's army. You then, on your opponent's turn, battle shock your entire opponent's army. Hopefully at minus two because of the death leaper. <laughs> and then you you really hope that you can make something happen after that maybe <laughs> yes what's him roll all of the all of the dice to make it completely useless but i mean i, th I think i think i would be looking at a simple lictor one lictor yeah. seems seems good in tsunami i think yeah historically the death leap has been about twice the amount of points in a lictor so you know yeah now uh on to the next guy this guy was uh <laughs> Potentially one of the best models I've ever printed. Uh, and that came from potentially being the worst model ever printed. Uh, I might have been one of the few only players that played this guy be uh, before he actually got good. Um, <laughs> the Meliceptor. Moves 8. Toughness 11. Nice. Uh, 3 up save, but 4 up and vulnerable again. Uh, 14 wounds, so he, he chunky. And uh, he's got a nice psychic weapon. He's got um, D6 plus 3 attacks. Blast. Uh, Blister skill 3, so... I guess the psychic ability hits on threes. Strength 10, minus two, flat three damage, which is pretty sweet. And then actually his melee got better, thankfully, because his melee was awful before. 
his melee profile is got a sweep, sweep or a strike. You probably want to sweep six attacks, hits on threes, strength seven, minus one, flat two. He's quite good. Uh, and then in addition to that, he's got an aura ability, which I think is actually not that bad. While an enemy unit is within six inches of, uh, of the Maliceptor, each time a model in that unit makes an attack, uh, subtract one from the hit roll. If the enemy unit is below half strength, subtract one from the wound roll. So the Maliceptor is pretty hard to kill in combat because you're going to be minus one to hit him. Uh, yeah. And, you know, he's also 14 wounds at four of invulnerable save, T, uh, T11. So pretty tough to get through him. We'll have to see whether his psychic ability, you know, is very good. Uh, which is called Psychic Overload, of course, which was his old uh, named ability as well. Uh, I, 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 I keep looking at these units and thinking, okay, this model can move eight inches as a monster <laughs> yeah. and fire and cannot advance and shoot. I think the advance and shoot ability will be very important, but this seems so clunky. Uh, oh, my that's God. That's true. Like, that's true. There's, no, set, yeah. there's nothing that gives you bonuses to advance and from what we've seen, which is tough. Uh, obviously, you know, I guess the ranged weapon can become assault, right? With uh, with the onslaught aura, which I guess it seems the more that we read this, seems like an auto take, doesn't it? Yeah, because uh, that seems critical. Pyrovores, uh, let's have a quick read. In your shooting phase, after this unit is shot, select one enemy unit that's hit by it. That enemy unit cannot benefit from cover. Pyrovores, unless they're dirt cheap like they used to be, you're probably not going to play them. They are not fantastic. They have a flamer, 12 inch range, so maybe put them in strap reserves, right? Hope, hope they're cheap, but uh, yeah. the, the melee is, is now worse than it used to be. Strength 5, AP 0, damage 1. Yep. Uh, that's the minus 1 on theme, but, but not very interesting, I have to say. Yeah. On theme. That would be the way to characterize those. <laughs> the horror specs, I'm afraid, um, it's not looking toughness much better. Is, toughness 11 is something, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's slow, it's clunky, it's... The Malicept is also toughness 11, so if these guys are pointed the same, you're taking the Malicept all day then, aren't you? Yeah, 14 attacks, strength 7, AP 1, damage 2, yep. with all of these reels, like, it's going around, it's it's just... Do you need to take a horror specs? So, its ability is each time it fights, if one or more enemy units were destroyed by the attack, each enemy unit within six of this model must take a battle shock test. But is that then, that important? You know? Then again, yeah. yeah, like becoming up objective control of zero, it's okay. It's not you're not losing models, you're not killing that much. Like it's cute, that's for sure. It's cute, but I think I would want a, a, a ridiculous amount of attacks and, and just getting a lot done. Uh, yeah. What I will Which... note though is on on the uh, Sorry to go back, but the Pyro Wars, like you could use the Pyro Wars to do anti-vehicle stuff with the auto wound sixes type of thing. I mean, that's, that's not true. Bad. That's not bad. Uh, and in fact, it's ignore cover, twin linked. So re actually the Flamer does real to wound. So not, not the worst. I don't know why the Flamer is twin linked. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, now we've got Venom Throws. We're actually very good in, uh, in ninth edition. Um, mm -hmm. A key standout unit. Uh, and they've pretty much remained the same. Five attacks each again, anti-infantry two up, so poison two up as they used to be. Um, give me one quick second. I'm just going to be letting someone in the door. So apologies, mid-podcast. This is life uh, as we get it. You carry on for it. Oh yeah, uh, let's, let's go for it. Uh, so minus one to hit, because they have the stealth keyword. Uh, five attacks, strength three, AP zero, anti-infantry two. Yes. So automatically wounding on two ups. 
Um, this used to be a sequence unit for Dave running two, two times three back in ninth. Uh, but now they give an aura that gives uh, each tier unit benefits of cover yep. against an attack. Uh, if you are within six and you're not a monster, you get minus one to hit. So that is something. I think that on its own. Yeah, like, you would have to hope so. Unless you're running, uh, they do seem quite good. They probably seem like an order one 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 well. Do you want to keep going with the next one? Seems useful. Well? I hope they're cheap. Something. I thought the. Uh, no, I. Th Sorry. Yeah. No. Uh, you go on. Sorry. Yeah. Let, let, absolutely. Yeah. So it's one Ryan's leapers, one of the new units in the Leviathan box. A 10 inch move, uh, T5, 4 save, 3 wounds. Now they have uh, 6 attacks, hitting on 3s, strength 5, AP 1, damage 1. Fight first, infiltrators, minus 1 to hit in shooting. So it's essentially just uh, the generic lifters. However, they come in units yep. of 3 to 6. Uh, they are synapse, and you can target yep. them for the heroic intervention strategy for 0 CP. Even if you already used that on to a different unit, six up in per save. So faster war unit doesn't have AP two though compared to the warriors, but it gets fight first, infiltrators, and stealth. This seems something to me. I think yeah. they're reasonably priced yep. compared to the warriors. Having synapse, being able to move ten, which seems yeah. Yeah, uh, I think these guys are probably the standout unit. Fight, fight first. first is extremely powerful, and you can yeah, heroic for free. I, I'm excited uh, about the one CP, CP, which myself. typically costs two CP. Um, these guys are a standout. I think they're probably going to be you're going to be seeing them on the tabletop. They seem like one of the better, more efficient data sheets for anything that we've seen. Uh, let's quickly skip through some things. Neurogaunts don't seem that good. We're going to have to see how important synapses, but yeah, uh, don't know why you would ever play those. Um, but I might horrible. get found out here a bit. Zonthropes are maybe, maybe pretty similar to the way they horrible. were before. Oh my god! Uh, and yeah. then, um, yeah, well, they they project a six-up and vulnerable save for your entire army. So it's probably you're probably in the one of um, category here again. I will note that they got rid of the neurothrope model as a standalone data sheet, and it's now a part of the unit composition. That's the sergeant, I believe. Although, ah, go for it. I have to say that this is the first shooting unit that I am I am interested in so far. Mm -hmm. uh, so they have 24 inch range. They can pick one of two profiles, either D3 attacks, blast, uh, hitting on threes, mm -hmm. strength seven, AP two, damage D3, or a single attack, strength 12. It's a good break AP point because a lot of the things that we D6 just talked about one. as well are at times 11. Strength so 12, you're AP on threes three, here, which is quite good. one seems like something to me at least. automatically win mm -hmm. the only thing that uh, so they have lethal hits so i guess uh, that would be sixes to hit automatically wound if i'm not mistaken uh, the only thing i don't like about that is is that this unit is not able to yeah uh, yep for sure make great they do have something called the they they got rid of the, the regenerate when you heal psychic damage and instead of that they got things um, like that involved. Whenever your opponent fails a battle shock test, which already have the lethal hits, unit, yeah. that uh, the, that enemy unit suffers D three mortal wounds. So, I mean, do you just play do you just play three units of zone throws, yeet them at your opponent, try and battle shock their whole army with minus two leadership, and deal D three mortal wounds to everything? 
Maybe. That's that's like the only good combo I've really seen here is that you can force Battleshock Tester I mean, it's, and put yeah, entire army. And then if you're within range of um, this unit, which is the zone groves, you know, they have to they can take D three plus uh, they can take D three mortal wounds, which is a smite effectively. Uh, and they have a four up and vulnerable save. T five. They lost a wound though, which is big. They used to be four wounds each, but now they're three. So potentially good. Yeah, one, probably not. One thing I look at this is, you know, would you want your Solentrums to be within six of an enemy unit? Probably not. Um, but it, it depends, though. Um, so it depends yeah. on the points, of course, for the Eurothrop as well. But my, my thinking is, like, so far this Codex seems melee-oriented to me. Mm -hmm. A lot of the uh, stratagems work with melee. I, I think, you know, I could see a unit of Solentrums to pop a Rhino. Just yep. to, to take yeah, out the open transport. Well. Um, but, uh, then we've got uh, the gene stealers. Also, the six. Sleepers, uh, these are already spoiled before. Uh, if you attack something, you always reroll a wound roll of one. Fantastic, them, yeah. and you can always you can reroll the wound roll if they're whole, if they're on an objective marker. And you're going to have the um, the broodlord with him here as well. So you're going to get devastating wounds as well. So actually quite good because your sixes to wound are going to go into mortals. Then you, if you're within synapse range, you're going to get the exploded. Uh, Sixes oh God, automatically, uh, you're gonna get exploding sixes to hit. Sorry, so pretty good. Four attacks each. They uh, wounds two now, which is the big break point here. Uh, five of invulnerable save as previously. So, gene seals plus a broodlord. I think you're gonna be a good package that you're gonna play. One thing that you're probably familiar with is the next one, Raveners. Uh, they lost a point of two points of movement, which is big because there's no more advance and charge from what we can see. Now, they move 10. <laughs> But they do have seven attacks, <laughs> strength five, minus one, damage one. They do have some shooting as well. Um, yeah. Three attacks, uh, strength four, zero, one, which is fine. Um, but they've got a pretty sweet ability, which uh, notoriously has been good for Genie Seal Cult. Um, at the end of your opponent's turn, if this unit is not within engagement range of one or more enemy units, you can remove it from the battlefield and place it into strategic reserves. Now, what? Seems good. Seems good. But read it again. At the end of your opponent's turn. Seems so opponent's strong. Turn. Oh my it's god. It's not your turn. So I mean, I think a lot of people are gonna read that and think, wow, just like opponent's I did, turn. Oh end of god. your opponent's turn. I'm sorry, man. That's uh that's basically a, a redundant start as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, good, that's nice. Good spot. One one thing before we move on from the G stillers. They hit on two ups now, which is ridiculously important. You know, compared to the three ups, they're going to be yep, so much yep. more consistent. The AP two on top of that. Yep. I am excited about uh, the Gisters. I think you'll uh, want at least one unit. They're pretty similar to the Um, Yeah, things done. So not bad, but you know they are toughest two wounds for. So you know they're okay. The parasite of Mortrix is relatively the same. However, there's no five obsec wall trait mm -hmm. here. So the parasite of Mortrix. He does have the lone operative keyword, which means that you can't target him, which is very powerful because basically he moves 12 as well. So um, you can go and zoom and do some objective stuff, but he's more or less probably an objective tangoer. At the start of the fight phase, you mm -hmm. can select enemy unit. That unit must take a battle shock test. So that's their way of replacing, I suppose, um, uh, you know, the five obsec um, thing. He's also got, if he destroys an infantry model with mm -hmm. his uh, one attack anti-infantry thing, uh, then you can 
create some ripper swarms as well. So Parasite Mortrix is okay. I would love to see him be cheap, you know, 70 points, somewhere around there. Otherwise, it's going to be too expensive to play, I think. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem as as you know as straight to the point as it used to be. It seems seems yep. straight yeah, exactly what they do. And you get you get what's on the data sheet. Really like not you know, that kind of straight to the point. The like Morlock. The Ryan okay, they, is this the, the time where they're going to make the Morlock and the and the Trigon good? We're about to find out. <laughs> moves ten, toughness ten. So moves ten, which is mm -hmm. you know two more than normal. Uh, but uh, three up how save, many, no one. How many times save. did try it? Uh, he's got a distensible jaw, as he always does, uh, which has one attack, uh, which is devastating wounds. So you're just going to try and get a six to wound there. Good luck if you do. Uh, he's got silent tiles. He's got sixteen attacks, strength eight, minus two damage one. Okay, not bad. I mean, you're going to need that because his model is really hard to get around the table. Uh, he's got the terror from the deep ability, which he used to have, which has actually gotten better, I think. It's whenever you deep strike an enemy, any enemy unit within twelve on a two to four suffers D three mortals on a five up suffers flat three mortals mm -hmm. yeah. and must take a battle shock test. So this is where you get three units of zone throws and then you spam battle shock your opponent, hoping that you roll a five up for deep striking this bad boy. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's tr that's true. You can rapid ingress at, at the end of your opponent's phase. With this I mean, guy, rapid increase behind now. a ruin, but with twelve, and uh, that's a really good point. Actually, that is probably his best use case. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, then we've got his big brother. Is it the big brother, the Trigon? This I seems think, interesting. I think but technically, not, it is maybe not auto take, but then there's no but situationally yeah. good. Yeah. And there's no Trigon Prime, so we lost that bad boy. Um, uh, he's he's basically the same. Uh, but the he's got 12 one, attacks yeah, the, the OG, yeah. strength 9 minus 2 flat 3. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's a... That's... Okay. That profile is actually better than the Swarm Lord's damage profile. I'm just going to put that out there. So, okay. Pretty sick. Uh, subterranean tunnels. Each time this model is set up on the battlefield using a deep strike ability, it can be set mm -hmm. up anywhere on the battlefield that is no more than 3 inches uh, instead of 9. Although if you do that, you can't charge. So... Um, what you could, it's, it's always, it's always a bit awkward with these units, how, how they're, they're, yeah. uh, they're played. I mean, it does have double exploding sixes in the shooting, exactly, but still yeah. it's only 12. Uh, now we've got Mucolid like, I'm going to cover Mucolid Spore and the cheap. other ones at the same time. Cheap, but this they're is more basically just but Bruiser. your opponent cannot end an advanced move within six inches of this unit which is a very unique uh, ability I haven't seen anywhere, it basically flat out says you cannot advance within six inches of this unit. So potentially not bad. That is a very good pickup. In addition, uh, pick you cannot start. Enemy units cannot start within six inches you of this unit. Advance. So okay. potentially you could move block some people. Uh, you know, that's interesting. Um, you know, they were obviously a bit of a terror in the ninth edition as well. Spore's been really powerful. All right. Now we haven't seen much shooting. So yeah. here we go. Here's, here's the, here's one of the backliners, the exocrine toughness 10. So, okay. Reasonably good toughness. It's three up base save. So, okay. Wounds 14. Cool. Now his gun is 36 inch range as it was before. D six plus three shots. Hits on threes. 
Uh, it's heavy and blast. So if, if for some weird reason you were stationary, you're never going to be stationary with this guy because how are you going to see anything? Uh, <laughs> so he will um, have an average of six attacks, hits on threes, strength eight, minus three, damage three. So, you know, not mm -hmm. bad. Uh, and then uh, one of his targeting abilities is after this model is shot, select one enemy unit hit by one or more of those attacks until the end of the phase. Not bad, a friendly yeah. turn its model makes an attack makes an attack that targets that unit, reroll a hit roll of one. So you get to reroll ones to hit in the shooting uh, for anything that this guy shot, which is not bad. It's probably just got a combo with other exocrines, I take it. <laughs> um, ah. Yep. Not bad, yeah. Get around there, hit on twos. I'm interested ones. to do yeah, combo this guy combo. with the Warcrant. Uh, yeah, because you're going to be need to move. advance and shoot. Advancing and firing, you know, why not? The Biovores. Do you want to cover this one? Oh yeah, <laughs> one of my favorite units in ninth. Now they have the old old one here on the uh, on the photo, but it has essentially four wounds, four up save. Mm. Now it's got this four mine launcher, forty eight inch range, indirect, heavy blast, and mm. devastating wounds. D three attacks, hits on fours, six one two. Not great, not bad. Let's hope he's cheap now. It's got the spore seed action, which used to be the reason you took them before. Each time in your shooting phase, each time this unit is left to shoot, it can use the ability instead of making any attacks with its ranged weapons. If it does so, you can add new spore mines unit to your army and set it up anywhere within 48 of this unit and more than nine horizontally away from all enemy units. That spore so, mine contains yeah. one model of each model. In this it doesn't seem as good as it did now, before. Are they really you going back to that? So, you know, not bad, but not fantastic, I would say. You know, I think it did deserve a nerf in all seriousness, all right? Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, you're right. They, they, now, there's one guy that's gotten a huge... They, they have to just be careful with the points got from this, because if which it's is great, too cheap, you would be, be running a lot. The army, in my opinion. They're so thematic, back to the original sculpts of these guys. Mm -hmm. fixes are relatively the same for the range of melee weapons, but they got Blistering Assault, which is blisteringly good. Uh, whenever you shoot this unit, uh, after, the, after your opponent has shot the unit, you roll a d6, and you get d6 plus 2, and you have <laughs> to move, and what you can do is you can move your Carnifex unit closer to the closest enemy unit. So you can also move that within engagement range as well. So each unit can only make one blistering assault move per phase, so you can't assault, you can't blisteringly move twice. But this is a huge bonus. Um, corn berserkers, mm. uh, sorry, the berserkers for world eaters were really popular and really good, and that was a really prevalent ability for them too. Notably, you could do this with all one eye in the unit as well, right? So pretty powerful there as well. Uh, I'm going to jump on really quickly. We've got the screamer killer, which we've already seen before, uh, but then we've mm -hmm. got the Terror of Ninth Edition as well, the Hive Guard, um, who is let's go for it. I have I have yeah, I have one comment about the Biowar yes. before we move on. Like a thing that was noted in the last codex was that you could not screen people out with a single spawn. Now, however, that rule is not in the data sheet for the spawn. So let's yeah, say you true. were to take two or three single bio wars, you would use this ability. Yep. 
Uh, then we've got high guard. Now, guess what, guys? Yeah, if you were looking for the one thing that was probably going to save I think it's worth this it, codex opinion, from especially if you're doing not shooting being best army. super powerful, you were like, yes, okay, this stuff doesn't seem that overpowered. But don't worry, there's going to be hive guard. I'm sure hive guard are going to carry them. They're not. Hive guard are not fantastic. I'm. I apologize. They Games Workshop has learned their lesson here. There is lots of good indirect in the game, <laughs> spoiled so far, but I've got not one of them. Their Impaler Cannon now is just four attacks, strength five, minus one, damage one, and heavy and indirect. So they're probably going to hit, and there's Blister Skill four on that. So with heavy, you might not move, and then you know you hit on threes, but you, then you could take the heavy penalty, well, the indirect penalty. So you're probably going to hit on fours. Basically means you get two hits. Uh, in addition to that, they have defensive stance, which means you can overwatch on fives instead of that. So that's maybe the fringe use case for them, but you're probably going to take them with a shot cannon, which is just 24-inch range, anti-vehicle two, so wounds vehicles on two ups. Two shots, strength seven, minus one damage three. The problem is that vehicles also get cover now, so your opponent's effectively going to be taking three up saves against this too. Hive guard would have to be around the 35-point mark, I think, to um, see them here. Yep. And uh, then uh, next the up, most, Big yeah. Boy, okay. Toughness 12. Wounding vehicles and two ups is something. Two ups, Dave. Toughness 12, 16 wounds. All right. Uh, oh, what's going on here? Not, moves That's nine. Sick. Okay. Uh, and he's got minus one damage, which is very rare to Not see. Bad. That's the first time I've seen that. It's called, he's called a resilient organism. Yeah. You might. Uh, yeah. I don't think you can take an um, enhancement on him, which is a shame. But uh, he can. Let me just double check here. Do, 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 do. You can replace the flesh borer hive with the acid spray or the rupture cannon. Okay, so you get one of these guns here. Oh, the yeah. acid spray is a D6 plus 6 flamer at 6 minus 2 damage to. Pretty good. The flesh borer hive is a heavy exploding 6s rerolling to wound. 20 shots, strength 5, minus 1, damage 1. Okay, you know, uh, not minus 1, uh, strength 5, 0, damage 1. Not bad. The rupture cannon, which is, you know, obviously why you would play this thing. You wouldn't spoiler alert um two attacks hits on threes strength 18 minus four 2d6 damage strength 18 is that good i don't know but 2d6 damage i mean strength 18 think about that yeah that's a lot yeah <laughs> I, I think i think like when you're killing vehicles you need yep. guns like this to make it work um, now hitting on threes, wounding everything almost on on threes or twos, and the AP four I think is very important. Sure. I, I just cringe so if you remain stationary, runs the tank damage. You, you, you do hit. Uh, like, you do hit on twos if you're three stationary. damage because you rolled the that, one that's and the two. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. Yeah, I would take the flamer. Like. I have to say though, like if, yep. if I was playing this, I would be looking at taking the uh, the flamer. Seems like one of the more spammable data sheets. Six to two because it's melee. D6 it's actually got six four attacks in melee. Strength have minus zero one damage, damage base, two. sixteen wounds. So this four attacks of damage too as well. Yeah, you just yeet this thing into combat. Minus one damage. Yeah, two up save. Toughness twelve, and try and stat. That's the one stat checky thing I think we've seen so far. Uh, let's go on the Tyrannosite. We're going to skip the Hive Crone. It's just as bad as it was before. 
the harpy is very similar, but it actually lost one of its guns. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, so they have done the harpy dirty. It's pretty similar as it was before, guys, but it's actually lost um, <laughs> uh, D three shots because its 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 ranged weapon is now uh, called a twin heavy venom cannon, which just has D three shots, which is. Yeah. Reroll to wound yeah. is something, but it's only strength nine. It used to be better in the last edition. Yep. Uh, if you if you fly over something, you can either do uh, six dice, three up is a mortal wound, yeah. or spawn D three spore um, mines. You're gonna need uh, uh, you're you gonna need to infinity and beyond with Buzz Lightyear to make this infinity, thing work. Because, but uh, you are I don't not, know. Data sheet's not that impressive. It's probably wounds. gonna be like 160 points or something. So this is yeah. not this, yeah. we're gonna skip uh the spore assist uh Loki if you want to look into it actually not bad it's not a fortification anymore and it yeah. gets to overwatch your opponent for free up to four times uh you know not bad but the end of the day is you got to deploy it your opponent knows where it is uh and it can't move so is it really that good hmm. yep. You can throw a mucleid spore each shooting phase. One mucleid spore is not a lot. It's not as good as a bunch of spore mines. Yeah. We've got the psycho phase. I'd be surprised this would be very cheap. The one thing I would know about this gun is that he is either going to be an auto include because of one ability, which is the turned units get a six up feel no pain within six inches of this unit. An army wide six up feel no pain is no joke. So six up feel no pain from the psycho phase six up and vulnerable save from the zone throw and you play 300 termigans mm -hmm. uh and three termigans and maybe you got something um doesn't seem bad the barbagaunts uh with their infamous disruption bombardment is the subtract two from the move charge and advance rolls these guys are not bad they're probably going to be played best from outflank uh people have discussed these a lot i'm a little bit skeptical as to how much your how many infantry units you're actually going to have to shoot with them because if your opponent knows you have them, they're probably going to be keeping their infantry units a little bit safe. And then they might be a little bit expensive and they're AP zero, so they, they're probably going to do, not going to do any damage. Yeah. What I wonder about is what can you take six? Yeah. What was your... Well, I was going to say, say, what is your you're not three, locked to you just three? That's something that I, I worry about. That um, you've actually been impressed with. I, well, yeah, what that's your the overall what is it uh, I wonder, do you want it to... My top three? Yes. I think... Lots of I think my overall take is that the biggest thing missing, I think, is advance and charge. Tyrion's just got a lot slower, mm. looks to me. Uh, I, I can't see a unit mm -hmm. working very well um, that only moves six inches and charges. Basically, that's you know we're almost death guard territory at the moment in addition. So any sort of shoot fast shooting army would just be, you know, plowing you, uh, tearing you apart. Um, so no advance and charge. It's less janky. It's more just kind of showing up I, i'm interested to see how this this plays it i i would be surprised having seen the uh 
having seen the tank shock yep. stratagem that you would be taking a lot of monsters compared to yep. let's say just going very for chaos knights like in that edition you would rather take chaos knights than monster mass tyranids i think that'll still be the thing because you can't use the tank shock mortal wounds for a monster um uh, mm-hmm. So, looking at, let's say, the Gaunt carpet, you take six of Feel No Pain and minus one to hit in shooting. Doesn't seem too exciting to me. Uh, like, the units that I'm, I'm interested in here would be uh, the, the uh, Tyrant Guard. I, I, yeah. I like the Von Ryan's Leapers with the tennis move. I think, for me, if obviously we might have units that are ridiculously undercosted, and then, then yeah. we'll be looking at those. And I those, think... But, if we assume that things are being, going to be reasonably well pointed, I would be looking yeah. at three units of the one Ryan's Death Leapers. Uh, yeah. And I think maybe, um, maybe like one Lictor. After reading through it, and I maybe a turn of a probably fair to say that this is going to be a bio wars just to deny Unless, you know, obviously we don't know the points, guys, but nothing outright jumped at me after reading all these data sheets for a second time through like oh this is really powerful like i think the broodlord plus gene stealers you know redeploying and um you know moving and charging yeah. someone going first is quite good uh but it's a little bit hard to set up the swarm lord is quite reasonable there are some things that are really tanky so i do like the look of the tankier monsters i actually like the meliceptor i thought he was not bad uh and then i also like the, the units that you mentioned as well i thought were great the von uh von ryan's leapers uh, and then I thought the Turvagon was good, but I thought the Tyrannifix was good too. I could see the Tyrannifix being good if it's hard to kill. If your opponent doesn't show up with the right tools uh, for the game, then you've got a Tyrannifix that's potentially very difficult to kill. And the Flamer, I think, is actually quite good as well. And he's objected to secured mm-hmm. five. So, you know, not bad. Um, yeah. Not bad, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the things that jumped out to me, like if you go through the whole codex, uh, yeah. five of Feel No Pain on Tyrant Guard, taking six. Full reels to hit on Tyrant Guard uh, with the, what was the Stormlord? Yeah. Uh, getting the five up auto wound against the vehicles or the five up exploding yeah. hits against infantry. Like that's something to me. Uh, the one Ryan sleepers with a fight first, I think moving 10 is just so important. Yeah. Like I think with those units, I think you could make things happen. You know, given like you, you going up that to against the fast shooting table, army, it's still it's going to be difficult, very difficult when you but just think, think about, you know, yeah, those, those your two, army across two bots the table seem to, seem uh, okay to me. try and get to your opponent. We'll have to see. It's very one dimensional, if yeah. I'm being honest. It's very move, my guys. Um, it's very undynamic. Let's hope that perhaps something like Rapid Ingress, something like that, will uh, will hope, you know, will save melee armies that are kind of bound to this uh, spectrum of play. But I think it's a interesting start. <laughs> well, it, it's a good benchmark to see what armies, other armies have, and see other data sheets. Um, but yeah, you know, thematically pretty cool. Um, I think their psychic was a, is a substantially nerfed to where it used to be. Uh, that's very disappointing. Uh, Turnids used to have the shadow in the warp. That used to be kings of the warp. They used to be the best psychers with zone ropes, but lo and behold, not anymore. Oh, so yeah, for that's sure. our kind of wrap up of the Turinic Codex, guys. Long one, might be the longest episode. We actually ran through every single data sheet, uh, and I hope you guys really enjoyed it. Uh, this has been Yoko from Team Ignite. 
Jokul, it was a pleasure having you on again. You're on the uh, for the one of the long ones, <laughs> as it would seem. Thank you very much. Thanks for everyone who's listening. If you've gone to this part of the podcast, then uh, you're either painting or uh, doing something in the background. Oh, so, a blast. Uh, we're, we're, some time. we're going to be talking a lot about 10th edition stuff, and we're probably going to be getting, hopefully, we're going to be getting some guests on, but basically everything, all the data sheets that's been spoiled. So be a lot of talking. We'll give you the heads up on what's going to be looking good to invest in. I think if I was going to do an investor grade, I'd give this one a, a B minus. I wouldn't be going out and buying any models thinking that some of these things are going, to be, are going to be stellar. But if I were, I'd be looking maybe at Carnifexes or Von Rhein uh, Leapers, which I think you could probably use the yes. old Lictor model for personally. There we go. Hope you've had a good one. Fireside, episode 26. We'll catch you guys later. Oh, I realize I've, I've overrun into a dinner party that Oof.